Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend action in Camogie and ladies football um, and also hearing of the launch of the, the Cavan jersey um, in Kingspan Brefney at the weekend. The Camogues and the Cavan GA boat holders and footballers were were in presence or present for the launch of that. We'll hear from Kieran Callaghan um, and Michelle Smith, the chairperson of the Cavan GA and Cavan Camogie, uh, also hear from Josephine Maguire at that uh, at that launch, the captain of the Cavan Camogues, and we'll hear from Jerry Moan as well, looking ahead to Cavan against uh, Dublin in the ladies' football at the weekend. Um, if you want to catch up on all the reaction from the down game, you head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan, where we have our match day diary. Um, including interviews with Park Faulkner and Mickey Graham after the game. Uh, we also have our reaction podcast where myself and Paul Fitzpatrick um, break down the, the the game itself and the effect of that defeat and what it may or the implications of it. Um, we'll also be looking ahead to the All-County Football League action um, this weekend and looking back over last weekend's action where our predictions weren't just great, Paul. Fitzpatrick, you joined me from the Anglo Celt here, but um, yeah, we, we let, let's said about our predictions, the best, the better, I think. The only, the only thing I will say about your intro there, Damien, is if anyone is going over to the Diehards podcast to listen to our review of the match, just uh, just have a friend with you, or just, <laughs> just let people know who you are. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. I was I was thinking it, it could have been sponsored by Money Club Memorial Zonford. Yeah, it, it it could have been accompanied by that old riverfront ad that I put up years and years ago. <laughs> uh, we have we have to dig that one out. Notices. We have to dig that one out. I Jim, I I was laughing. Jimmy and Antoinette Murray would like to thank people <laughs> for their kind words. <laughs> I was laughing. I don't know. Have you have you got into Ted Lasso? No, you were telling me about this. I haven't got into it. Absolutely brilliant. It, it, it's very good, and it's in season three at the minute. And I was watching one of the episodes the other night, but there's a there's a a, a pairing that do the commentary. Obviously, the the local team, you know, the the, the home team commentary. But um, one of them, uh, what the, the lead commentator says to the to the analyst, you know, okay, what what's your prediction for this one? And he said, whatever his name is, I've decided to not do predictions anymore because. I got so good at them. I started to think that it was me dictating the result. <laughs> I thought that's definitely not us anyway. <laughs> we actually could be dictating it in the wrong way. I think, but I know it's one of those things. We'll start off. I suppose we'll start off because the 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 launch of the the Cavan jersey. So the Cavan Camogues are now wearing the same jersey as the the men's footballers and hurlers, um, as all of Cavan GA. And there was a launch in Kingspan Brefney with. Uh, Wilton Waste Recycling and O'Reilly Group and of course Kingspan uh, present at the launch but um, I caught up with the chairman of Cavan GA Kieran Callaghan and the chairperson of Cavan Camogues Michelle Smith uh, just at the launch. So delighted to be joined at the launch of the new Cavan jersey by the chairperson of Cavan Camogie Michelle Smith and chairperson of Cavan GA Kieran Callaghan here in Kingspan Breffney. I suppose Looking at, we've seen the jersey all year long, but it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see the Cavan Camogues and the hurlers and the footballers all wearing that same jersey. I think Damien is brilliant. It's a brilliant day for Cavan. It's a brilliant day for Kingspan, O'Reilly's, and Wilton's who have sponsored us along the way. And to get to this, and to get to this day with Cavan Camogie has been a fantastic achievement, and it's taken a while to get here. But I think it's another step in the journey where we're working with. You know, our, and I'm going to say all our partners in the GEA family, whether it's 
coordinating facilities, working to the best of our with fixtures, and now we're working together on sponsorship agreements. And I think it's just a fantastic agreement, and it's fantastic to see the girls tugged out, and it raises the profile of Camogie as well, and Horland, do you know what I mean? And we're all working together for the betterment of Cavendry as an umbrella organisation. And that's what I would like to think. And, and, you know, working with Michelle, and it's been great. It's been great to progress this to the stage we're at now. And to see the young girls tonight um, wearing... The Kingspan, O'Reilly's and Wilton jerseys, same as the boys. It's, I think it's fantastic. Mm. I was saying, Michelle, we, we were down at the Wicklow game and, and that was the first game that the, the Camogues wore, those jerseys. And it was it was at the weekend I spotted actually at the Cavan game here, a young girl wearing the Cavan jersey, but just the Camogie crest on it and looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I suppose that first game against Wicklow... Um, we got the new jerseys and as Kieran has said, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity for Cavan Camogie to come on board along with Cavan GAA to proudly wear the Kingspan O'Reilly and Wilton uh, jerseys similar to the Horlers and the men's footballers. And um, the jerseys were up in the changing rooms that day in Wicklow and you know the girls were in awe when they seen the jersey hanging up in the changing rooms beforehand and to see the girls out there this evening at the launch along with the sponsors there tonight. Now, it's a very proud day for me as chair of the Camogie to see this and get this over the line. I've worked with Kieran and the, and the management team to get this over the line over the last couple of months. And it's now come to, to fruition. fruition. And um, hopefully to see the girls here on Saturday against Tip in the last round of the championship games here. Um, and as Kieran has said, you know, it's all about working together in terms of facilities, communicating, fixtures, and it's all for the good of Cavan GA at the end of the day. I suppose, like any organisation within sport, it, it takes a, a fair bit of money to keep the thing going. So that link now with, with Cavan GA and with Kingspan, with O'Reilly Group and with Wilton Waste, it, it, it's vital, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a big help to us um, um, from the Camogie fraternity. Um, this three-year deal with O'Neill's, Kingspan, um, O'Reilly and Wilton, it's a fantastic opportunity for us. And hopefully I'd like to see all girls from underage up to see the Cavan jerseys being worn with the crest and the, and the sleeve sponsors on them and promoting bit local businesses around here. And obviously it's very proud to wear the Kingspan jersey, the main sponsor here in Cavan. So, um, yeah, it, it's a... It's a great day here in Cavan this evening and um, seeing the girls wearing that new jersey is lovely. Yeah, I suppose like that, Kieran, you've done a lot of work in terms of helping with this deal and helping the, the, the financial end of it. So it's something that it's not just something you pick up the phone once, I'm sure. No, no, it's gone on a while, Damien. <clears throat> it's probably gone on since um, late, late autumn last year. Um, and it just takes, these things just doesn't happen, you know, and, and I have to say we are very lucky in Cavan to be dealing with a company of the stature of Kingspan mm-hmm. a worldwide company based in Cavan founded in Cavan and I can't say enough good things about Kingspan um, no matter what we asked them for where we're working together but I think it's again it's communication it's collaboration you know what works for them what works for Cavan GEA and I think we're a total fit for them and this has just added another strength to the bow um, you know, for Kingsburn Breffney, it's a fantastic stadium, and just look at what went on at the weekend. Um, and I think that's testament to everyone that has put in their shoulders a wheel over the last hundred years. And I, you know, I have to touch on the hundred year celebration that's coming up um, at the end of July. Um, from the vision of a hundred years ago, and to take it a hundred years, you know, of Kingsburn Breffney or Cavan, it was Breffney Park to become Kingsburn Breffney, and now the collaboration with Cavan Camogie and I think everything is just adding to the GA family in Cavan and it's been just phenomenal you know when you look at the amount of people that's using the facilities in, in Kingsman Breffney from all ages and all codes and I think it's just fantastic and it is a fantastic facility and I think in July I would like you know to see a lot of people coming here over the week in July um, <clears throat> from and there will be a programme events being issued on that day as well, you know, in due course. And uh, just to remind people that it, it will be happening. Yeah, it's it, it's a phenomenal a few months, I think, because the sensory room is going to be opened up here in Kingsman Breffney as well. So a lot of positive things going on around the stadium and around the grounds. Well, I think it's games for all. And I think that's what we want to, you know, highlight. Um, we have a sensory room open on the 4th of July. And I'm delighted to say that Shane Lowry will be opening mm. it. And again, it'll be an open invitation on that day. And again, details will follow on that. But again, 
it's it's GA for all here, and I think that's we're all in this together, we're all one family, and I think that's the you know message, that's yeah. the message we need to get out. You know what I mean? And promote Kingsman Breffley and promote it the way it was promoted on television all weekend, and that's testament to everyone in every GA club in Cavan, and we're very unique in Cavan because the Cavan the clubs of Cavan own Kingsman Breffley. Mm. You know, and we're in a brilliant position, and there's a lot of good things happening, a lot of good things happening with the. Sports facility with Cavan County Council, with the Royal School Partnership. It is so much positivity here. And <clears throat> I always find that when you ask someone to help in Cavan GA, there's no problem. Mm. And there's no problem getting people to row in, put their shoulder to the wheel and volunteer. And it's a brilliant place to come. And there's a great atmosphere and there's always a great atmosphere and great, and great people involved at every level with every code. And I have to say, I enjoy it. We have great crack here and you have to have a bit of banter and fun. Well done. Congratulations, folks. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Dean. I, I was thinking it is a bit of a strange time to have a launch, but um, what probably didn't come, or you, well, you heard Kieran talking about there. The, the it took a a period of time to get this all together. So I'm presuming that's why the launch was was a little bit late. But credit to to everybody involved because, um, you know, as I was making the point there, the Cavan Camogues coming out against Wicklow and wearing that Cavan jersey. Um, just with the with the Cavan Camogie crest, but then to see the Cavan Camogie jersey as such being uh, worn around Kingspan Breffney at the weekend, I spotted two different girls wearing it with the Cavan Camogie crest, but everything else the same. I thought to myself, that's that's a big move in the right direction. In fairness to uh, to Cavan Camogie, it is Damien. Yeah, it's a small thing um, on the face of it, but it's actually quite a big thing, really, because it's it it's providing parity there across the different codes like so i th- i think um so let's get into a whole wider debate about women's sport but we we are seeing a definitely in the last few years a sort of a revolution in women's sport um a lot of women are saying they've had enough of um being second class citizens <clears throat> now it'll reach a point where where market will dictate like you can only have positive discrimination for so long, and then the market will dictate. Well, you know, you, you can't say well, we, we have to have the same as this if this is wildly more popular or generating wildly more money. But that's a bit for another day. There had to be a, a level of parity. So th- all these little gestures, I think, are massive, absolutely massive. Like, and again, it's shown it's shown great foresight from the Cavan Camogie board. Like, it's it's good for Cavan Camogie to be wearing the Kingsman logo, wearing the O'Reilly's logo, and to be, it can only bring good things. So mm-hmm. it's very, it's a real, it's real foresight. It's a smart move by Cav and Camogie. And uh, I, I think it's, it's great. It's just, it's an exciting thing. Like it's like, it's good for, for youngsters as well. As you said, you see kids going around in the jersey and, uh, you know, they, they can aspire to, to a similar stage to what the men have, certainly in terms of their gear. And it's just one, that's just a small thing, but it's a big thing too. I, I, I was up a, uh, maybe a month ago or more up in up in Tyrone I was doing a coaching course and um we had to um just demonstrate a, a particular session with a, an underage team and it happened to be an under 18 uh, girls team and there was one girl uh, wearing the Cavan jersey and I said to her after and it was the Cavan the, the Cavan GA jersey, not not the LGFA jersey. I said to her after, um, oh why why are you wearing that jersey? She said, Oh well, my my father's from Cavan and I just love I love uh, you know, I love Cavan, I love the jersey and I was like, Oh geez, that's great. I said, Do you mind me asking why you're not wearing the ladies' jersey? And she said, I, I didn't realise that there was a ladies' football jersey. So this idea of 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 the of the the separation in that, I, I don't think it's it's a positive in it. Like a, a girl in Tyrone who has an affiliation with Cavan, she's wearing the Cavan GA jersey, and that that that's something that I think the Camogues now have 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 made a move in the right direction, and financially it makes good sense as well. So, um, I think credit to all involved. It's it, it's a big big move in the right direction. So, um, looking at the 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 Camogues this weekend. They're taking on Tipperary Kingspan Breffney at two p.m. Um, in their second game in this All Ireland Blend uh, um, Implex. Is it All Ireland uh, Premier Junior Championship? Um, no, it's it's uh, sponsored by Very, which I think you know what that is. They I mean it's like an online clothing outlet, as far as I know. You you know all about that. I would. 
Definitely. <laughs> I tell you so much about it, but we just haven't got time to get. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a uh, okay. So the, yeah, in, in the very all. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm wrong. It, it is actually the, the very was the, was the league. Sorry, I am wrong. Uh, it is a Glen Dimplex. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's wash. That's washing machines and and manly things like um, appliances and lawnmowers and things. So you definitely know about and- that. Glenn Dimplex, I know that company, all right. They 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 make hand dryers and and heaters and all sorts of stuff. It's it's a wonderful company, um, Glenn Dimplex. But anyway, they're they're the championship this Saturday. Uh, gone on a complete side tangent there. That that's that's one of the weirdest tangents we've ever gone off on. Um, this Saturday they're taking on Tipperary. It's it's a top of the table class. So the winner of this will will top the group, um, which doesn't necessarily dictate if they're going to go automatically into a semi-final or still might have to play a a, a preliminary or a, yeah, a, a quarter-final, basically. So it's a little bit up in the air, but winning is always the, the most important thing. And that's, that's what the Cavan ladies, I'm sure, the Cavan Camogues are going out to do. I caught up with Josephine Maguire um, at the launch here. So let's hear from the Cavan captain. So here at the new Cavan jersey launch um, in Kingspan Breffney with the Cavan Camogues captain Josephine Maguire decked out in the beautiful new Cavan Camogie jersey which is the exact same as the as the lads footballers and the hurlers and, and all of the, the Cavan GA teams. Is that something that you're happy with, proud with, that you're part of that group or is a separate identity something you'd want? No, definitely not. Um, it's great to be part of the Kingspan, Wilton and O'Reilly's umbrella. Um, we're absolutely delighted. The Camogie whole association in Cavan is under the one umbrella, the same as the men's and the hurlers. And we're, we're over the moon, like it, only bigger and better things to come. So, yeah, we're very happy. It's funny at the weekend gone by. I know you've you played against Wicklow in the jerseys. And at the weekend gone by at the Cavan game, I noticed a few of the, the, the Cavan Camogie jerseys out. And the only difference is that crest on it. Everything else is the exact same. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have the Camogie Crest um, just to show that, you know, everyone is supporting us as well and it has that unique crest um, besides just the GAA one. So, you know, all of our underage and anyone coming to the game can get out and buy them and uh, also, you know, show their support for us as well. So it's great that we're all under the one umbrella. Yeah, it's very good. You've got a big game coming this weekend, Tipperary here in Kingspan, Breffney. Um, I suppose it's been a long wait, four weeks since you've beat Wicklow, beat them convincingly, but how has the four weeks been it seems like such a long time yeah no uh, we played Wicklow down in Wicklow and uh, I suppose the following week kind of we were just you know reflecting on the game getting back into training we've been training the last couple of weeks um, and yeah preparing for the tip game you know everyone's ready now biting at the bit to get in to get a game and obviously championship feeling you know it's a big day for Saturday we hope as many people come out and support us and uh, we're really really excited for a good sporting game with tip Tipperary had a massive win as well against against Wicklow, so you know what you're coming up against. It's going to be no easy task. Yeah, no, definitely not. Tipperary, they're look, they're a massive Horland County, so um, we know they're going to be very skillful, determined, and but you look at all we can do is our best on the day, and um, we definitely won't underestimate them. We know how good they are, and um, we'll put our best foot foot forward. Looking at it, I was just talking to your manager there, Philip, inside, and. You're, there's a level of unknown if you win the game, if you lose the game, when your next game is. It could be two weeks, it could be a month. Is that Does that make it very difficult to prepare? Um, not really. Look, we take each game as it comes. So whenever it is, we'll just, um, you know, get back to train and put the heads down and go at it. Whether that's hope, hopefully, you know, we don't know if it'll be a quarterfinal or a semi-final. But um, whatever draw it is, we'll just knuckle down and get at it. You don't mind the big, big gaps between the games or would you prefer it week in, week out? Obviously you want game on, you know, um, every single week and, you know, keep keep everyone fresh and, you know, biting at the bit to get in on the team. Um, you want games week on week, but look, at it is what it is. You know, sometimes it can work in your advantage if somebody's out injured or, or whatnot. Mm. You know, it gives them time to recover and get back in on the squad as well. Confident for the weekend? Um, I wouldn't say confident. I just say, look, we take each game as it comes, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Best of luck, thanks, Emil. It's um, at at the end asking her if she's confident, and and her saying that, well, I wouldn't say I'm confident, but we we, we treat every game the same, and I suppose it's it's the it's the right way to come out. Now, I can't really express because it's audio, but she when I asked, are you confident? There was a smile to her face. It wasn't that she was fearing anything in any way, 
but I love the I do enjoy doing interviews and getting people's different reaction as to, well, am I going to be bullish and say, yeah, we're going to win this, um, which we'll hear a little bit later on, or am I going to be cautious and play the the, the underdog situation here? I think Josephine McGuire is going for the underdog situation. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Look, it's, I'd say Cavan probably are slight underdogs, although there's not much in it because like, if you take a line of form through Wicklow, like uh, Cavan beat them by 29 points, Tipperary beat them by 23 points. Uh, there's not a massive difference kind of there in, in their superiority to Wicklow. Um, Tipperary picked up six points in Division 2. Cavan were in the other group in Division 2 and picked up three points. Uh, so I'd say Tip probably are slight favourites, but home advantage might swing that back as well. So I don't think it, it's false modesty or anything like that um, from Josephine. I'd say, I'd say they know that they're they're, they're going to have to perform to win this game. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems like it. I I, I was making and I still find it, it baffling the the um the contrast between what's happening in 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 the men's game and and hurling at how congested everything is and so many games coming and then the Camogues who you know they they, they played Antrim in just a championship. I think. Up before that, they could have had, or had to play, had to, to play Armagh. But there was a big gap between the league and the Ulster Championship, and then a big gap between the Ulster Championship and the, the well, sorry, they, they played the Wicklow game a week later, but a, a month then until they played Tipperary. The gaps are just so hard to manage. I, 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 I don't know how you constantly how how you can prepare to peak in any one of those sort of troughs that they create in that Camogie calendar. It's a funny one, isn't it? They obviously haven't realigned their calendar along with the football and the horn. No. That's the only uh, conclusion you can come to there because it is funny. That thing of having a month between games, that that's like something that was going on in, in football 20 years ago and, and they get rid of all that. So, like, I don't know, where do these girls get certainty? When do they go on holidays? <laughs> <laughs> these girls don't go on holidays. Their holidays are playing football. And Horton and Kawogi, or uh, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, well, no, they should have their certainty, don't they? They they've a month off. They had a month off between the week <laughs> and the temporary game. They could they could have travelled the world and come back. So they could, <laughs> I know certainty do it, but um, yeah, look, looking forward to that game. Um, Sunday afternoon, or sorry, sorry, Saturday afternoon, two p.m. in Kingspan Breffney. So, uh, we wish to give the girls the very very best of luck. And we'll uh, have post-match reaction um, on next week's podcast of that game, and hopefully it's a it's a win for the Cavan Camogues. Um, moving on, then the Cavan ladies footballers are taking on Dublin um, in Kingspan Breffney Sunday afternoon, two p.m. Um, Going to head to this game. I caught up with the Cavan manager Jerry Moen. So delighted to be joined by Cavan ladies football manager Jerry Moen ahead of the start of the All Ireland Senior Championship campaign this weekend in Kingsbury Breffney on Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. The Dubs are coming to town. Jerry, how are you looking? Well, we're looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to getting getting going on the TG Car Senior Championship. That's where you want to be. You want to be playing the Senior Championship. What bigger game? Or what more? We want to look forward to the former Laird champions, uh, Dublin. Hockey, one of the big teams. One of the teams has been to the four ladies' trouble for, for the last decade or more, coming to town. Um, coming, Dublin's coming off the back of a, a defeat to Kerry, so they'll be coming all guns blazing. We're looking forward to stepping out in Brattany Park and, and making it very difficult for Dublin. It's 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 been it's been a very very difficult season with 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 both on field and off field um, goings on. But how has the there, there's been a sizable gap since the Ulster Championship? How have the few weeks gone for you? Ah, it's, uh, yes, there's no there's no point in talking. It has been difficult on and off the pitch, um, which that conversations for another day. You know, we lost quite a number of we lost a number of senior players to to club games and. With injury, so past not as strong as it should be. But look at girls is fit, um, they trained well, and they prepared well. They're looking forward to this, and um, they know what the stake comes Sunday. Um, a massive weekend match, uh, Dublin physically, and for states on the way Kerry did last weekend. I have no doubt we performed our match, we get a result. 
on Sunday in Bethany. No doubt whatsoever. The girls know that too. That um, they perform. It's all about the performance, and it has to be a sixty-plus minute performance as well. And they get that, which they're well capable of, and know that they, they, they can do that. Um, no doubt, um, we can get a result again, Dublin. To get a result would would essentially put you into the quarter final. So it 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 it, it becomes it becomes a huge huge game. It's you know bigger than knockout almost. Well, I say it's a huge, huge game for both teams. Like, let's face facts. We win, we go to quarter final, which we haven't even thought about, but it's our first game. It's at home. The game we're looking forward to. Uh, it's in Breathney, home of Cavan football. So we need to go out and get a performance and look forward to this and give it everything we have. Because at the end of the day, no one outside our group of players and management gives us a prayer. Uh, we just, you know, we looked at interviews there during the week and you just, you know, just, Cavan just dismissed nobody. In any podcast or any interviews even mentioned Cavan. So we have an opportunity. We can put double another championship. That's the bottom line. We can put double another championship. But we have to stick to our job at hand and look forward to it and embrace it. And, and, and take whatever comes to us, stay in the game and go and get a result. Yeah, it's it's uh, it sounds like you're in a, in a good frame of mind for it anyway. And no doubt that... that that pushes the girls onto it. On the injury list you mentioned earlier on, um, are, are there who are the key players, or is there anybody maybe back from when you you had a few throughout the league and 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 the Ulster Championship? Well, uh, thankfully, Kier Kier Brady's back. She wasn't she started the league person and got but put injured. She's back fit again, and Kier Finnegan's gone, and Aaron Longair's gone, Mary Smith's gone. There's a list of players that picked up. Derek Lynch is gone. You know, picked up serious injuries in, in, during club games. So. You know, but that's why we, we you always carry a large squad to cover these things. Thank you, we have and the players are there and fit, are well, well capable of doing the job. And looking forward to till till the game on Sunday. Yeah, well, look, it's going to be, it's going to be um, a, a big, big occasion. Hopefully, a good crowd comes in to to support the girls in Kingsman Brefty Throw in as I said, is at at two p.m. Uh, Jerry, very best of luck, and we'll catch up with you after the game. Thank you, man. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Slight contrast I was mentioning earlier on. Jerry's very bullish. He's He sees a victory. He sees that, that Cavan are have the game plan and have the ability to go out and, and, and execute it. Um, you know, it's it's refreshing to hear it. I think, though, it's very calculated by Jerry to, to, to bring this, that he needs he needs confidence in the group, and the, and the group need confidence, considering they're off the back of a couple of horror defeats. Um, so what he's trying to do is breed confidence in it. I think he's doing the right thing, to be fair to him. It's a big call, Damien, because Dublin ladies are twenty to one on. Kavanagh are eight to one. Like to say to say with a with a measure of certainty that Kavanagh are going to win the game is is a massive call. Something you don't hear managers doing very often because obviously uh, they're up against it. It's going to be. I would imagine if Kavanagh can win this game, it, it it will be one of the most memorable wins Kavanagh ladies have ever had. To to beat Dublin coming from the backdrop to this game, the way the way. Things have spiraled off the field in recent months. Um, yeah, maybe Jerry must be seeing something there in training. He must have a sense that that you know they're they're, they're just primed for to to deliver a performance that we haven't seen from them in a in a while. Like we haven't seen a performance, a really really good performance from them uh, against one of the top teams now in a while. Like Cavan won three games by a point in the league. So that defiance was there, like to come through in those tight games. But the Donegal game was was poor, and the the Armagh game was a shambles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know he referenced that the off the field issues have not been resolved, and he was saying that's a conversation for another day. But, uh, yeah, 
what can you say? Like it's a, it's very he's very bullish. He's very bullish. So like, I admire I admire the fact that he that if if he believes that he's come out and, and saying it like mm. like you'd have to admire that. I I I I was thinking about this after because I I I didn't expect it. I didn't expect him to be so bullish in 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 his in his certainty that that Calvin can and will go and win this game. And I was kind of thinking to myself, now that that's going to be something that will be, uh, you know, will it be thrown back in his face or will it just be a case that, okay, well, look, at he, he actually tried to bring confidence to the group, credit to him either way. And I think that it depends on who's actually analysing it that they'll make that call as an individual. But for me, I don't think there's much losing in it for him because what he's doing is installing confidence publicly into the group, which may raise expectation, which may then raise the, the conversation around it in the build-up to it, which can bring energy and bring more nerves to it. But that nerves can be transformed into into positive energy as well. So, I don't see too many downsides other than people who go, ah, oh, geez, you are very fecking wrong. You know, you got that terribly wrong. Well, you know, we all get things wrong, you know, and, and what way do you want them to go into the game saying that, oh, well, look, at we're, we're, we're not going to win this game. Sure. What's the point in going out? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, yeah. And he, he is very upbeat in, in general. Like he, yeah. and he, he seems to have a very good connection with the players because that, at the time where the, the controversy with the and the standoff between the players and the board blew up, like the, the players were very united behind the management, and even in, in private and in public, they were they were stressing that they had so much time for the management. So they seem to they, they do seem to have a very close tight uh, bond there. So look, it's it's going to be a massive ask. It's going to be an, an enormous ask, really. Like in fairness, Calvin have have they are competing at at the business or at the top end of ladies football like you'd have to say when you're competing against the likes of Donegal and Armagh and and Dublin like they are among the best teams in Ireland like and Donegal actually went and beat Armagh that was the final after I was mm. talking to to a one reporter from Donegal on the morning of that game and he was saying that Donegal camp was in disarray and he was saying like I was at it was a friend of mine and I was asking him about uh, the off the field shenanigans of Donegal they, their their men's team had lost to Darren and and so on. I was asking about the whole row with Carl Lacey and all that. And uh he was saying, Oh, should the lady's not much better. He says, um, they'll, they'll get an awful thank today against our man. But she's just doing out and beat our man that game, which was an unbelievable win for them. So maybe having art as far away as as the results might suggest. Like the Armagh game I suppose just one of those games that can happen. Like, yeah. that was too that was almost too bad to be true. Like they're not that far behind any team. No, and, and there was a few moments early on in that Armagh game that, you know, if Cavan had taken the chances that they created, it could have changed the complete path that that game ended up going on. But they just they they didn't manage to take them. But they, I I I do think that yeah, you're right that that was an exaggeration of of the position of both Armagh and Cavan. Yeah, I'd say so. So hopefully, like when you look through the Cavan team sheet, there's been there's been massive turnover of players mm-hmm. compared to the, you know, the the team sheet would have had a very settled look to it for for a long number of years. And um, I'd say in the last probably since COVID, I would say there's been there's been a high turnover of players. A lot of new players have come in, younger players and and players maybe in their in their mid twenties who have been good, very good club players and decided that. They're going to give the ladies the ladies county game a rattle. So the the it's a new look panel with some of the you know the experienced players who've been there for years and a lot of inexperienced players. So that in itself brings an opportunity. If you're inexperienced, you know you could maybe you could be anything. Maybe you could turn out to be a star, and and uh, it's just going to take time for that to, to unveil itself. So mm. you know you'd be hopeful, but. Kevin are definitely up against it if you look at the bookies odds. Yeah, yeah. I have to say the one thing that that the conversation with Jerry done for me. I I I'll be going to the game anyway, but it 
gave me energy about going to the game. I was kind of going, well, geez, I want to see this. You know, I, I, I want to see can the girls actually do this. So if if nothing else, it may just bring in an extra 100 or 200 people into the game, which which can make all the difference as well. So um, I think it's, 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 it's a brave call by Jerry. And I hope he's right. I really hope he's right because it would... Uh, it would be a lovely shot in the arm for Calvin ladies, which which it badly, badly needs a shot in the arm. So um I suppose before we, we, we finish up very quickly, um the 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 combined ladies, players and uh Camogues came out with a statement on, on, on Monday. Now I did ask Josephine Maguire to comment on it and she didn't want to comment on it at all. Um but NASA board was was very much part of um the 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 statement coming out, I suppose is is it is it contagious? As in what what the cabin lady started has spread nationally. Yeah, to be honest with you, David, I'm not really across that story. I didn't read much on it, um, but it seems to be again over sort of failure to implement the charter. That seems to be something I saw in the headlines. So I don't know. Look. It's funny because everyone everyone wags the finger at the GA and they're the big big bad bullies in the room a lot of the time when when the LGFA or the Camogie don't get access to pitches and things like that. There's been a lot of controversies over that sort of stuff. But at the end of the of the day, they're not integrated in the GA, and yep. the GA want want them all to integrate, and the ladies in particular have been have been reluctant to integrate. So now you have a situation where the players in the ladies and camogie codes are sort of pointing the finger and accusing their own uh, bodies of of uh, not doing their jobs properly or not looking after them properly or providing for them. So that to me, I would say it's going to expedite this process of of coming under the proper wing of the GA because essentially what the camogie and ladies football players are, are saying is our own ruling bodies aren't either competent enough or, or don't have the desire to actually treat us in the manner that we should be treated in. So mm-hmm. surely they've got to be looking and saying maybe another ruling body is going to is going to um, be better for us. They're also under the GPA umbrella too. Now the other thing about it is you have to remember that the GPA is like a lot of trade unions. I've seen it, I've seen it in trade unions and I'm familiar with it as well. You contact the trade union and you tell them that you, you you're owed a tenner. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll strike. <laughs> you know, it, there's an element in, in unions and representative bodies like that that they have to justify themselves. And yeah. sometimes the GPA are happy to make a massive deal out of something that it, it might necessarily need that. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not across the story. So I'm not saying that's the case in this situation. So Tom Parsons is obviously leading um, or, 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 or a, a key part within this. Um, probably, sorry, I should take back. He's not leading it, but he, he's definitely facilitating um, and I suppose to be fair they have asked the, G, the GAA um, to to get involved or to comment but the GAA did comment in Quebec and said that well we can't really do anything until there's integration here this isn't our fight um, so you know we, we, we step away from it the Camogie Association um, did engage, but said that they would rather see the the integration, um, fully implemented, and, and that way then the the that these issues can be solved more easily. And the LGFA just didn't engage at all. Now, not engaging is not the answer here, and unfortunately, it it does seem like the LGFA don't really. I I don't know that they're bought into this. Uh, Integration idea. I, 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 every signal that we're seeing is that they would prefer to stand on their own. Mm. I, I think so too. And uh, you know, from a humble point of view, there's certain there's certain parts of that that I would agree with because I've sat on handball or Arcoria and Crow Park for a while, and I know that that handball is lost at times in the GEA family. Um, but but ladies' football is a lot bigger than that. And a lot of handball's problems are of their own making. Whereas ladies' football has a, that critical mass of members and clubs and, and people who are interested in it, which handball doesn't have. Handball is always going to be looking up and saying, you know, 
give us something. Whereas ladies football uh, is 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 standing there saying we have something to give you. We are we are va- a valuable commodity within this. Yeah, but, uh, this whole thing always reminds me of of uh, this is a slight tangent, but. It's something I, I find interesting. Sinead O'Carroll is the editor of the 42, or of the um, the journal.ie and uh, a Camogie player as well. But she was she put up a tweet there a couple of years ago when, when one of the big uh, controversies blew up about uh, the Galway Cork All-Ireland Ladies Senior Football Semi-Final. The venue was changed a couple of times at short notice. Um, That's right. Was, uh, Sinead O'Carroll uh, was was uh, very vocal on that and one of the things she put up I, I, I always saved this tweet I keep banging on about this yes the GA owned the stadia and facilities but they weren't built and maintained without the input of GA women there has to be a way that the women's games have rights rather than this type of cooperation so she tweeted that and I think I replied to her at the time and said uh, that's a <laughs> I said that that's actually sexist in its own way because you are you're calling, uh, you're you're implying that camogie and ladies football are the women's games in the GA, which is not the case at all. There's a vast amount of of women involved in men's football, and that don't have interest in camogie and ladies football. I I can think of loads of them that are involved in clubs around the country, and they're not involved in ladies football. And so, actually, Sinead's point was, I I thought it was a it was an ignorant point. I thought it was. Um, I definitely thought it, there was more sexism in it than anything in that because it was it was just basically saying ladies football equals women, men's football equals men. So the women the women's games need to get need to get rights. Now there was also to be pedantic about it, about it, where she said that uh, they weren't built and maintained without the input of GA women. They were built without the input of GA women in the, in most cases. When when these stadiums were built, they were. Now that's been completely pedantic, but there were no women on on GA committees when the likes of Breffney Park w- was built. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying, of course, women have played a huge role in the GA, but it's such it's such uh, an emotive topic, and it doesn't help when people are saying things like that. Um, she sure she simply could say that well, you know, the FAI should help out the, the Camogie Association here because there's women involved in the FAI. Yeah, that's it. Like that's it. There's more. It, it's 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 a lot more layered, and that kind of does that sort of chat does a bit of a disservice to it because yeah, uh, <clears throat> it's like there's it's, also men who are are very important to the ladies' game. Jerry Mohan is is a manager. Yeah, there's, there's chairpersons around the, the the country that are that are male of of ladies' boards. So yeah. Yeah, loads, loads. Yeah, loads. It's, I would say, I would say, there's probably more men in in um, officiating on ladies' county boards than women, or as many. If Cavan is anything to go by, and you do see that, and I can think of loads of fellas around Cavan that train ladies' teams and, and so on, and aren't um, particularly involved in, in men's football, which is great. It's it's great to yeah. see. It's so great. so divisive stuff like that. Talking about the women's games, and you know. Um, Yes, the GA on the stadium, stadium facilities, but but they weren't built to maintain without the input of GA women. You know, it's it's not good that that sort of chat. I I don't think like the, the GA is. There's going to have to be an awful lot of give and take to make this work. And and stadiums and and pitch time and stuff like that is going to be one of the biggest mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. It's going to be a huge issue in it because um, there's a lot of pitches under pressure as it is to try to cater for for. For male football, so um, well, I, 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 I was making the point that as down the line, we, we as Kevin on the twenty manager, I know how difficult it is to get pitches, and that's when we are, you know, amongst the uh, three teams in football and, and and two or three teams in Horland. How, how difficult is it to get a pitch there for people who don't know? Over half the time that we trained this year, we we trained on a. Uh, the back pitch in Breft in Kingspan Breftney there. That that was the only we, which we, is which is which is three quarter size probably if a bit short of it and and not near the width. It's you know you're, you're twenty five meters narrow. It's just it's just a patch of grass. It's a patch of grass with two goals on it. That that's really it. So you can't do anything tactical on it or or any any sort of game situations when you have fifteen v fifteen when you have the numbers that you want to. So 
Um, so yeah, it, it 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 is difficult. But again, I, I, my point was that we think we have a problem now. We do have a problem. They're doing their best to solve it in Cavan GA to to their credit, but it's it's going to take some time to solve it. And and by the time they solve it, we're going to be adding in Camogie and ladies football, and we then have to facilitate everybody in it. Like there's there, there's a need for maybe eight, nine, ten pitches at that stage. So it's going to be, this is, Cavan were slightly unfortunate or maybe of our own doing. We're, because we're so far behind in terms of facilities pitch-wise for our county teams, with the with the coinciding of of the of the community or the camogie and and the ladies football coming in together, it, we're going to be way way further behind in the next few years because you will have that that congestion that that well, having on the twenties want to train on Tuesday at eight o'clock. No, no, well the ladies and the camogues and the men's footballers and the hurlers want to train all at that same time. And you're you're going to run into problems then. Who who gets first preference? Who gets yeah. second preference? Where did it come in the in the pecking order? And it's it that's that is going to be difficult. It's going to be very difficult. It, it, it's I, I tell you, in handball is the only truly integrated code in the GA. Where in handball, um, there's complete parity between men men's handball and women's handball, and between girls and boys, and to the point where it's gone too far. And I say that. Um, as someone who who actually really enjoys watching the female handball, because when I was growing up years ago, the standard of of the top ladies playing handball wasn't particularly wasn't particularly good. Um, but as the years have gone on, it's unbelievable. I've been in the court with some of these players, and they are fantastic, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, the situation now is where the top the top ladies players would hold their own against you know the intermediate men's players. Um, which, given the the advantages the men have in terms of size and and power and physique and all that, is it just speaks above their incredible skill. But it's got the stage now where you nearly can't run a handball match uh, without running ladies and men's together. And it has t- so in handball traditionally, what used to happen was on the all on all Ireland finals day, you would have to say the senior singles, then you'd run an intermediate doubles and a minor singles. So you had a nice, that was always a lovely program. People would come from around the country to watch that. You had the, the contrast between singles and doubles and then your minor. And uh, you used to get a big crowd for those things. But now, because handball is really trying to to uh, have complete parity, you have to have your men's senior singles, your women's senior singles, your your men's mi- minor, your girls' minor. If you want to run an intermediate, you must run the women's intermediate with it. It's left massive program programs of games People are sitting there for six or seven hours and it's actually had a really negative impact from that point of view. So there's all these little things, in, the laws of unintended consequences that are going to come into play. If Amber wasn't to do that, without a doubt, you'd have someone accusing them of sexism. Oh, yeah. Uh, so in actual fact, um, some of the, the, in fairness, the ladies, that that was something that Hamble pushed years ago, but there's a ladies committee now in the sport and some of the people on the ladies committee were kind of saying, oh, we want our own day now for finals. So the wheel has come full circle on yeah. that, but they, that's the law of unintended consequences that will come into play now when when other sports go the way of that handball has gone. I I think there's one thing's for sure: no matter how equal it gets, there will still be calls of sexism by either side. I think it'll it's just inevitable because some somebody will feel they're hard done by, and will will play the sexism card, and that's just. I think that's something that's that's a constant. Um, Liam O'Neill made the point one time. I was I remember uh, on off the ball. He says, he said Crow Park is there and it's underused. We have facilities around the country that are underused. Honest to God, we could do so much more. Now I don't think we have that many facilities that are underused. But anyway, he said we need to have clubs where they have small numbers of games taking place on certain days, designated as commodity pitches, as ladies football pitches. We need to build cooperation that will guarantee that the game will take place on a certain day because we have three, four, five options for this. Um, mm. yeah, that's that's that would be an ideal scenario. But is it going to get to the stage where clubs have three, four, or five pitches? Probably mm. will someday. Some clubs will, but uh, for some it's not possible. But yeah, for some it's not possible. Right. In by either housing estates or 
rivers or whatever the case may be, and and they may have to move to different locations. Well, you could what you could see happening with 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 the general drift towards towards um, urban areas and how how hard it is to get planning with say country areas like in the national development plan like like they don't want to see any more new housing built in the countryside um so you're going to see urban areas getting bigger but as you say the natural hinterland for certain clubs like you take let's say Cavan Gales like Cavan Gales putting in, are putting in a massive effort at underage level now with boys and girls mm-hmm. there's no room for them to build another pitch where they are because they're right in the centre of the town so they're going to have to go outside town in, in years to come probably and buy land or whatever and that's what's happening in Dublin as well like space is obviously at a premium up there so you've you've clubs that are renting out land or using council pitches or, or buying land miles away from their, their home area um, yeah. so it's, it's not ideal either but that these are all the challenges that are coming with it now and integration is just one of those without a doubt Right, we've run out of time. Uh, just before we, we finish up, congratulations to, to everybody who took part in the, the Kilishandra Camino last Saturday. A massive success, I understand. Just to let people know that they can still donate if they head to idonate.ie forward slash event forward slash Kilishandra Camino. They can uh, donate to that and, and all the money is going to three very worthy local charities. So uh, please do jump on in there. Anything small or big is appreciated on that. So, um, folks, that's always time for on the McAvoy's Supervisor GA podcast. Best of luck to the ladies footballers against Dublin in Kingspan Breffney. Throw-in is at 2pm on Sunday. And the Camogues taking on Tipperary in Kingspan Breffney. Throw-in is at 2pm on Saturday. And we'll have all the reaction from those games on next week's podcast. Paul, thanks for your time. Damien, before you say thanks for your time, there's one more thing I forgot to mention. Um, there's a big event taking place at Fay Park in Bono on Sunday in memory of former St. Finbridge player Karen Jackson. Um, uh, Karen passed away in 2018. That's going to be a big day for Drung and for St. Finbridge and all the, the people around there. So when we are talking integration, right. that's going to be a day when everyone in the parish is going to be coming out in, in Karen's memory. So um, we're asked to give that a plug as well. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well done. Okay. That's always time for for definite. Thanks, Demo. Folks. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. How are you? How are you? <laughs>